found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It's a hot day Wednesday. This is the 16th day of the month of March, and uh, here we are, ready for another day. A little fog out there. Yep. But no delays. Everything should be on schedule and uh, going as it should. Okay. All right. Good deal. Good to see you, Matt. How are you? Good. Good. Okay. Just a lovely day. I see the Senate passed a proposal to How make about daylight saving time permanent. How about that? Permanent. Oh. If the House does the same. Do your and, job. Do your job. And the president <laughs> signs the Sunshine Protection Act, the <sighs> fallback ritual that happens each year would be done eventually. So it'd be over with. If it goes through, it'd be probably be next year. You don't do it. November 20th, 2023 is when it would go into effect. In order to give airlines and other transportation companies adequate time to prepare, it would make for darker mornings but lighter evenings during the winter, which is fine by me. Sure. The sun wouldn't rise until 8.15 a.m. December 21st in New York, but it wouldn't set until 5.31 p.m. versus the typical 4.31. Of course, we're on Eastern time. We're in a bad part of the nation to be on that, but I'll live with it. Like I told you, at this point, I don't care. Just pick one and go with it. Uh, You're rolling your eyes. I can feel it. Congress. Whatever. Approved permanent daylight saving time back in 1973. Yes. But it wasn't a long-lived change. Of course, Indiana didn't do it for the longest time. And then we thought, well, we better do this for some reason. Everybody had to buy mechanical equipment to record uh, stuff. Television stations, radio. Because we were off an hour during the summer months. But, um, so, I guess we'll uh, see how that goes, Matt. Okay. Maybe next year we won't make a change. Maybe. (laughs) Are you getting along okay so far? This is the third day Mm -hmm. uh, of the work week that we endured the time change. I felt like I was... Monday was was rough. Yeah. Monday was real, really rough. And then yesterday, I thought I was doing fine, but yeah. then you know I forgot to do I forgot to record a weather forecast, and I got a text from from Clay Scott. Thanks, Clay. I was I guess I said uh, Billy Joel and not Billy Idol when I was playing Rebel Yell. So that happens. Thanks for pointing yeah. that out, buddy. Appreciate that. I just now saw that. So I thought I was doing fine. I guess I wasn't. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe today it all comes together and I'll finally get my feet under me. <laughs> you know, sometimes you know, but it just comes out, you know, like Billy Joel. Yeah. You know, it just seems natural. Rolls out of there. You don't think about it at all. He <laughs> <laughs> did say Billy Joel singing Eyes Without a Face would be a hoot, though. It, it really would. <laughs> this... Uh, is another invasive species <laughs> of hornet. Oh. Being trapped by researchers with a sex spray. I'm sorry, what? A sex spray. Okay. Researchers have studied the sex 
What are those called? Feromes? Sex pheromones? Pheromones. Pheromones, yeah. Of the queen hornet. And use them to set up traps to attract male hornets. Oh. The Asian giant hornet is native to East Asia, but touched down in the U.S. in late 2019. The wily bug has a stinger about a quarter of an inch long. (laughs) The murder hornet wreaks havoc on poor honeybee colonies and crop fields, putting the livelihood of insects and people at stake. At stake! We can't have that! Poor honeybees. Scientists found that the male murder hornet is intensely attracted to the scent of the queen. Mm. Which is primarily made of three different it's like, acids. It's like Pepe Le Pew. That is That poor house cat. <laughs> These uh, acids are commercially available and used in traps that yielded thousands of captured male murder hornets. Wow. What makes him decide to fly here? You know what? Or, or or a couple brought and then they just produce and produce and produce on board an airplane or, you know, I'd, I'd just see them, you know, let's go get the Americans. <laughs> <laughs> so they board a ship. Yeah. <laughs> Have a little, little luxury vacation on their way over here. Before they get busy. Yeah, before they get busy, yeah. They relax by the pool. With the uh, with this spray, the male murder hornet is misled into thinking they might find a breeding opportunity, but they end up croaking out in the bottom of a trap. Mm. It's kind of like a raid. <laughs> I really thought you were going to talk about the. Uh, I saw there's a um, very aggressive ant yes, that's now an landed in, in the Hoosier State in Indiana. Yeah, down in Evansville. <laughs> this is a stinging ant. Yeah. It'll sting you. And it carries venomous a venomous sack. Oh, geez. So basically, you know, if you, if you envision yourself up, you know, a lovely movie, you're at the, uh, having a picnic. Mm. <laughs> and then suddenly you're covered in these ants. Yeah. At first it's one. Ow. <laughs> Brush it off. And, Ow. What, what's going on? Ah, ah, get off me. Ah. That, that, that's yeah. what happens. There you go. Yeah. You've got eight good minutes of film. Yes. Okay, there. <laughs> but, the, yeah, it would gradually, you know. Right now they're in Evansville, spotted by um, Purdue, Purdue University, coming with that information. So it's always something coming. You know, where are they coming from? How do they get here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it just makes no sense to me. Yeah. You know, an ant. How long would it take an ant to walk, okay, say, from Florida to Indiana, okay? Wasn't there, about, wasn't there a song about an ant that did something with a rubber tree plant? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it sounds familiar, but it's yeah. not coming to me. I think it was an old Frank Sinatra stand. Okay. Like, was it an ant? I think so. Because it was that ant can't move a rubber tree plant. Something, I mean... He's got. Uh, <laughs> now that had nothing to do with an ant, did it? I think so. I hopes. 
I think so. Right? I don't know. Somebody help us. Well, we're we're out of, we're in an era where our at least our podcasters are going to be lost. Now that's true. Okay, because <laughs> you're talking a song that goes back quite some time, right? So, I hopes. Now, what that song is? I think isn't that the, the name of it? Okay, here we go. Matt will we'll quickly research. Is that okay? Yeah, high hopes. Yeah. Does it have the lyrics? Gosh, there's so many lyrics in this. My gosh. Back in the day, you know, songwriters could think of many, many a rhyme. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I just don't remember an ant being involved, but maybe. Oh, yeah, here we go. Okay, here it is. Here we go. Next time you're found with your chin on the ground, there's a lot to be learned, so look around. Just what makes that little old ant think he'll move that rubber tree plant? Anyone knows an ant can't move a rubber tree plant. I knew it. I was right on. How about that? You got it. How about that? Excellent memory skills, Matthew. Excellent. The song came out... Apparently 1960. Oh, so it's not as old as I thought, but still pretty old. I mean. Well, okay. Doris Day did one in 1960. So. (laughs) But really, you think about 1960, it's 62 years. Okay. So. Yeah. The 1959 film, A Hole in the Head. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah. 1959. There you go. There you go. All right. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. Now we feel better. It's 6.32. Let's check news with Karen. This is Tidbits. Well, we're back on this Wednesday edition of Tidbits. You know, I was looking here, and uh, what Matt's about to talk about will sound better than cricket juice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we'll be getting to cricket juice. It's healthier than orange juice, they say. Oh, I'm sure it is. So you could go order a big bacon sandwich Hmm. with a shot of cricket juice. That tastes good. That tastes good. (laughs) You like that? (laughs) Old Style Inn, I don't know if you knew this or not, Old Style Inn is now open for breakfast. How about that? From 8 a.m. till 11 a.m. You can check out um, their signature sandwich, the Old Style Inn breakfast sandwich. Check this out. Mm. It's got egg. It's got cheese. It's served on Texas toast. It comes with one piece of bacon? No. No. Two? No. No. Three? No. Not even no. We're not, not we're not even halfway. Four? Nah. We're getting there. Five? Yeah, come on. How about six? There you go. Six pieces. Half a dozen. Half a dozen. <laughs> six pieces of quality bacon. You get four on the sandwich, two on the side, or you can just have all six thrown right on there. <laughs> That's it's a, a uh, breakfast sandwich. It is yeah. a breakfast sandwich for sure. And they've got other uh, great breakfast choices as well, omelets and French toast, uh, cinnamon French toast, pancakes, steak and eggs, pork chop and eggs, and of course, biscuits Biscuits and gravy. There you go. There you go. 
Yum. Old style in breakfast, 8 a.m. till 11 a.m. So make it a point to um, schedule yourself to be able to get in there. That's right. Yeah. And enjoy, and then uh, get some cricket juice. A new study out of Italy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> has found one more reason to consider eating <clears throat> insects. <sighs> Certain types are absolutely packed with antioxidants. Oh, boy. On the edible insects, analyzed grasshoppers, silkworms, and crickets <laughs> displayed the highest levels of antioxidants, almost five times more than fresh orange juice. It was worth noting that all of these insects are vegetarians. <laughs> go ahead. I'm going to go get some juice here in a minute. <laughs> no. <laughs> These insects were analyzed in the form of a fat-free, fat-free dust. But researchers say that even if the dust was diluted 88% in water, it would still boast about 75% of the antioxidant qualities of orange juice. Additionally, fat taken from giant cicadas and soakworms displayed twice the antioxidant levels of olive oil. Will we ever get there? Like, will there ever be a day where it's like, you know, people used to think these were gross. Can you imagine? I don't know. Where it's just normal to eat insects. Are we ever going to get there? And you thought the neighbor kid was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you thought he was a paste eater. No, no. He was on to something. He had the right idea all along. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Thanks for the sound effects, Matt. You bet. <laughs> this uh, woman, <laughs> a Florida woman, is now behind bars accused of renting a house that she didn't own <laughs> to someone who had no idea. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> Wow. <clears throat> the renter, <laughs> Carrie Whitfield, signed the lease agreement. Uh, and the supposed renter wrote out a receipt for the deposit of their first month's rent. Luckily, while she was signing the paperwork, she did something that would prove to be a key piece of evidence for investigators. Ah. She took a picture of the renter's ID just in case. Yeah, well, that was a smart move. Police then arrested Yelena Drozd, and she's now facing a single charge of burglary of an unoccupied dwelling. <laughs> what a great idea, though. Hey, that house is empty. Uh, I'll just rent it to somebody here. <laughs> somebody shows up one day. What are you? <clears throat> uh, I'm just imagining because. I'm just picturing it that it's the first time both of you walk into the place, you know. Yeah. Uh, over here is, uh, this is a bedroom. It is a bedroom, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a nice stove. <laughs> Why, yes, yes it is. Um, detectives say there's an active investigation with this. They're looking into the possibility there may be additional victims. <laughs> Jeez. 
What a what a thought. And to actually have your lease agreements and everything, it's like, my goodness. I think we just had some neighbors move out. Maybe I should make a few extra bucks. <laughs> yeah, go Come on in. Hey, look at this. Uh... <laughs> Here's a 39-year-old Oregon guy pleaded guilty to exporting and importing scorpions. <laughs> what? You know, we had the Venus flytrap fella. We did. Popped. We did. <laughs> This guy's probably getting a few more bucks for scorpions. I would hope. Darren Drake pleaded guilty to conspiring with others to commit larceny act violations, a federal misdemeanor. No, Lace, Lacey Act violations. Oh, Lacey Act yeah. violations. That makes it illegal to trade wildlife and plants that were illegally stolen or sold. That must ah, be why the Venus flytrap guy got Yeah. Him. He imported and exported dozens of live scorpions with individuals in Germany from September of 17 to March of 18, at times labeling package contents as containing chocolate. <laughs> Open that up and grab a, oh, I'm, uh, and you reach in there and boink, yeah. get stung. Mm. He didn't. Who's buying that many scorpions? <laughs> like. <laughs> Down in the basement. That's his bite. That was Steele's impression of a mouth breather. <laughs> They're in the basement. They're also purchasing machetes and swords and other material. Scorpions. <laughs> oh, I was not expecting that. I mean, face it, that's the kind of person that's getting them. Uh, I'm just wondering you know, who's buying scorpions out there. Apparently the Germans are, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> and then we got this uh, guy that stole nearly $30,000 worth of turtles <laughs> from a breeder in Estero, Florida. The owner of the turtles, <laughs> Marcus Cantos, <laughs> said he noticed a few of his more valuable turtles had gone missing. <laughs> After checking his cameras, he realized it was the handyman he hired who made it off with his valuable turtles, some worth as much as seven to eight thousand dollars. Seven, seven to eight thousand. Eight grand for a turtle. <laughs> Come on. They managed to track down the suspected thief, Jermaine Wolford, along with a few of the missing turtles. <laughs> The owner said that there's still about a dozen missing turtles oh, out there. Wow. They haven't got very far. <laughs> How do you know what a turtle's worth? Right? How do you know that? I don't know. And again, who's buying turtles? Okay. For seven grand, like. Just to watch lay around. <laughs> Come out of it, you know, right. look around a little. Go sun on a rock. <laughs> But that'd be a more, um, have to be a richer mouth breather. That's true. That's buying those. That's true. That's, that's a higher level. <laughs> and finally, a man's back behind bars after another DUI. This in Middle Tennessee, it's his fifth. An officer saw Dylan Lankford make a traffic offense. After making a traffic stop, the officer determined Lankford was impaired, took him into custody. Police say... 35 empty beer cans and bottles were found in his car. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's, you turn the corner. <laughs> clank, clank. 
It's his fifth time he's been arrested, facing a bunch of other charges, too. But Man. They just won't stop. I know. And he probably never will. That's just amazing. 35. Crazy. But there you go, Matt. Some uh, You're going to be gone. Yeah. Matt's going to be gone. I'm leaving. I won't be here Thursday, Friday, okay. and then all of next week. All of next week. So Alan will be in for the next seven days of our program. Yes. That means we'll have no podcast to the program. Cause, I mean, I can show you how to do it. Well, but what I understand. I don't know. You know, I'm kind of slow. You mix it down, you upload it, Okay. put a little thing on it, a little witty. Sounds like a lot of work. And you just hit okay. submit and it just goes. <laughs> Sounds like that there's more than one step involved and that's... Uh, there's far yeah. more than that. <laughs> so, so we'll see. Maybe I'll learn it and maybe we can still... Uh, that way you can check in on us, you know, while you're you're gone. I'll be checking out. Sorry. What are those rats doing? You'll say to yourself, <laughs> let's see what those rats did today. See what those rats are up to. <laughs> so anyway, uh, have a nice time off. Thanks a lot. I, I plan to. All right. And um, I'll see you, I guess, in, what, May? Because <laughs> <laughs> you got time off coming up, too, right? Yeah, I'll be off uh, for just a few days in April. Okay. So, yeah, three days for me. You uh, you draw the big card. You get the most days. Oh, Maddie. You know, he's special. <laughs> yeah, Matt, take all the time you need, he's told. Matt, he also doesn't get paid when he's not here, so so there's that. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, have a good time. All right, thanks a lot. See you, buddy. See you. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.